All right, welcome and uh, and deepest apologies to our to our wonderful listeners out there. Tim and Steve are back. We're live. We're live and talking to you at NFL Pigskin Pickers. We've had a little bit of a, a disjointed end of the season, not because we were, we never got our legs under us this year. It seems like uh, just because I, I was dispatched for a little bit to uh, Enterprise. We tried to record a little bit, and then we just were just kind of off base with our tech. And uh, but we're back with kind of a season in review, and then kind of a look forward to uh, the season preview. And it's a new year. Yeah, it's a new year. It's a new start. Um, you know, last year is the NFL season is just kind of getting interesting. But for our gambling purposes, we're starting with a clean slate here. New year, clean slate. Yeah. Um, you know, it's playoff time. Yeah. Um, Whole I think new deal. Before we, uh, you know, get too much into the games coming up this weekend, I think we should talk a little bit. You know, our, our listeners know we, we are partial to some teams that have a uh, long history of bad luck and uh, finding ways to do to make terrible things happen out of good things. The Bengals were kind of um, terrible from the beginning this year, it seemed like. They just had that, that year that, that happens that bites you. Um, they just nothing went right. They had injuries. They they lost a few uh, you know important games. They tied a, a game they should have won. Um, just nothing went right for them. Uh, it's not the end of the world. It happens. But we I, I never felt like we were a good team and playoff bound. On the other side, the Vikings. Everyone thought they'd be you know it was a disastrous preseason. They somehow came out of the gate like gangbusters, and then sort of everything disappeared. Which do you think is the is the would you rather have for your season just to be able to be zoned out early on and just be like this is the lost season or to have the excitement of an early run and then see it all fall apart? I'm still trying to sort it out, Tim. I mean I see it from a bunch of different angles. I mean I I just – one comment about your Bengals is they played some of their best football after they lost – a bunch of their star well, players. I mean, I still think that we're ready to count them out. Yeah, because they lost some of their stars yeah. and they wound up beating some good teams. I well, still think the they're heck? a good player. And if they'd have started this, if they'd played the season ten times, we make the playoffs in eight of them. It was just one of those years that it didn't work. And really, you, you look back and you know, and that's the the difference between ten and six and six and ten is not much. You know, right. it's it's two big plays. It's it's you know a. a yeah, a made extra point, a made field goal. Um, that cost us one and a half games, you know, just so silly things. Um, but it was just, you know, you just got the feeling that that was going to be that kind of year, and it was. Yeah, uh, and, and for the Vikings, it was a, it, the same kind of way in a different sense, though. Like, I, I feel, you know, like early in our podcasts this year, I, I was making Charlie Brown Lucy references yeah. and jinxes and everything when they yeah. were on that undefeated run. Um what a teaser that turned out to be. Really but I was. still think, you know, absent a completely decimated offensive line, we'd have picked up two, three, four more wins and we'd be in the playoffs. Yeah. And you look at the games the Vikings lost, uh, I think four of them by a total margin of 17 points. I mean, that's cumulative. I mean, they're close games, games we should have won. Our coach had a little clock management issue in one game. Uh, a couple missed kicks by Blair Walsh, who was later let go. Yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, I just think that the silver lining for the Vikings in, in an in a season that just has the humongous headline, you know, injuries. Yeah. Definitely. Just whacked us. Um, we made the best season out of that that we could have. I mean, a lot of teams, I think they lose a Teddy Bridgewater the way we did 
season over right out of the blocks, and yep. we put a five-game winning streak together. Yep. Um, I think we're all digesting See, it as Vikings but, fans, but well, uh, you know, but there's some positives in there. On the back side of that is, do, I mean, uh, you know, you gave up a number one pick. There seemed to be some sort of fissure in sort of I, – I felt that, you know, from either whether it's from the coaching staff to the players or it, but amongst the players, that I'd, it seemed like something wasn't quite right in that locker room towards the end of the season. Here's my, here's my thinking on that because I think you're absolutely onto something. Yeah. Uh, Coach Zimmer, uh, you know, in his postgame pressers early on was calling out players, and that's kind of his style sure. to be really blunt. You know that from yeah. his Cincinnati days. Yeah. And I think – in the NFL, the egos are sufficiently large that, yeah. and the that's salaries. A, that's a dangerous thing <laughs> yeah. to do when yeah. you start calling out specific players. Yeah. Some of them who are really good, uh, they don't like it, and so um, I think he was over coaching a bit, mm-hmm. and he started admitting that at the end. So what you saw is Zimmer accepting blame towards mm-hmm. the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And I think when when you lose Norv Turner, yep. when you make all these horse trades during the season, whether it be your starting quarterback, whether it be a rotating line, whether it be major coach like Norv just giving up on the team halfway through the season, yeah. um, to manage that's really challenging. But I, I think at the end, Zimmer kind of cleaned it up, kept it positive, kept his criticism of players, the blunt criticism behind the curtain, and I think he won back the locker room towards the end. Yeah. But no bridges burned. I don't Things- think so, and I think Shermer stays due to his relationship with Bradford, mm-hmm. and I think that um, we're going to see some of the grizzled veterans leave. But I think we're going to see Peterson leave. I think Bradford stays. I mean, all wow, this wow. stuff. Of, yeah. Well, what they're saying is Teddy probably isn't coming back. No. And that's really a sad story. But I think that's the way the movie ends. He's been rehabbing hard. But if you don't know after an entire season of rehab that's terrible. whether he's coming back or not, he's probably not. That's terrible. Okay. And then I'll say – and then we'll move on to other teams uh, – but I'll just say that I'm pro Bradford. I love Teddy as a person. Bradford to me is a much better quarterback than Teddy will ever be, and it's I, it, I just believe that. I've seen Teddy yeah. under pressure. Uh, I've seen him throw. Um, I, I really I think Bradford with a good line in front of him. If he had Dallas's line in front of him, yeah, it, it, he'd be the MVP of the league this year. I mean, there, yeah. there was talk about that early. Uh, you know, with Sports Illustrated coming out, just saying the Vikings were, you know, <laughs> defensively like the old Bears for the '80s, yeah. and then they put Bradford in there. Uh, you know, I think it could have gone that way with with the weapons we had if we had, you know, a balanced right. offense that was could complement that great defense. And yeah. uh, I think the defense at the end of the year just kind of realized, no matter how good we are, we can't run the ball. Right. So you know, it that also turned into a little locker room frustration where three and out, three and out, three and out, screw up, three and out, three and out. And right. and to win, we had to play this elite, tremendous defensive game. And I think it just sucked the energy out of yeah, the defense towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So, Yep. 
All right. Well, we don't have to watch the Bengals or Vikings again for nine more months, which uh, can be its own sense of joy. Uh, but we got some uh, kind of, I don't know, kind of a rough first slate of games here, the wild card games. Uh, they're going to open up Saturday. Um, it's Houston and Oakland. You might be excited about until you realize that Oakland's playing with their probably now third-string quarterback. Houston is going to go back to Brock Osweiler, who's benched for uh, the last couple weeks of the season. It's kind of a mess of a game. Houston's at home. Oakland just had a great year. Kind of, uh, you know, everything was going right for them, and then just a brutal, uh, broken leg to their to their kind of star quarterback, who was getting some of that MVP buzz as well, um, Derek Carr. Um, I don't know what to make of this game. The line's three and a half. Houston's at home with a with a worse record, but they won their division. Osweiler's coming back. I mean, you couldn't touch this with a 10-foot pole if you were gambling, but our our goal is to go undefeated during the NFL playoffs, 11-0. and 0. Um, And we got to start off with a win, but, man, a tough, tough game to start off with. Yeah, I mean, who's got a quarterback? You know, I think you got to go with know. Houston. I think you do, too. Because I got to take Osweiler at home over third string Oakland quarterback. Yep. Oakland's got to be psychologically yep. really down. Yep. Um, it's hard to win in the playoffs away. Yep. Um, and without a I quarterback, think, but at the same time, Osweiler doesn't give you much confidence. Like you know, right. you, you're not sure that they can score 17 points and and as three and a half point favorites yeah i think it's just for me it just comes down to this is a really uninteresting game yep and you just gotta i guess go with the home team yeah i'm kind of with you there um it's 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 sad for oakland to end this way after what was kind of a really an inspired season and probably one of the neatest funnest teams i think of the year and it just kind of led to the finish line it's disappointing so let's start off with a win against uh with the houston texans minus three and a half saturday all right, that brings us into the Saturday night game, which are Seattle Seahawks. They're at home. They they squeaked out a home game there, but they're playing here during the wild card week, and they are eight point favorites over Detroit. And Detroit was that was nip and tuck where with the Packers late. They got lucky that Washington lost, so they still made the playoffs. I think eight's too much for me. Yep, I think we take Detroit. Seattle could win, but I don't think they win by a ton. Yeah, and. You know, I know you're not a big Matthew Stafford fan, but I am. I think the yeah. guy's good, oh. and he'll keep him in this game. I think you're right, and and you know, Detroit was you know player two away from being being a three seed or even higher. You know, they had that great run. It's a tough, tough you know matchup for them uh, after another great season. You, you got to like Seattle in the playoffs. They always find a way to win. But uh, I th- let's take the eight. And let's take Detroit and try to keep it close. Now, what about Golden Tate? What about that story? Yeah, there's some great stories there. Yeah, the the old Seattle Seahawk coming back to his now as a member of the Lions and sort of this Lions team that you know was given up for dead and then was going to be favorites and now it's kind of like the outsider. I, I think they're intriguing enough. There's an upset chance a little bit, but at the same time, you know they've got a good chance to just you know hang some points on Seattle and and make that a good ball game. And eight's too much, way too much. Um, that brings us to the Sunday game. There's an even higher number there. Pittsburgh Steelers, who of course, you know, just kind of get this this groovy trip. They're at home, favorite of Miami with a backup quarterback. Matt Moore is going to play there. Kind of the same thing as Oakland, but Miami just kind of backed into this sixth seed. No one really kind of you know the the Bengals and the the Ravens kind of faded late. The Bills faded late. 
Miami is probably the least dangerous uh, playoff team that I can remember in quite a while. Not good to begin with, and then without their starting quarterback, um, this is setting up for a, for a blowout, in my opinion. I agree. I think tens a lot, but a lot. Pittsburgh at home against my. I mean, I th- you got to take Pittsburgh. I think. I, I kind of agree. It's uh, disappointing to not have a better game than that. Uh, but all these late injuries have really, really hurt the NFL this year. So we'll take the Steelers minus ten. Wow, when was the last time you saw that big of a line kind of for a for a playoff for game? For a playoff game, yeah. yeah, yeah, interesting. All right, well, we'll finish them off the fourth wild card game: the Green Bay Packers and the New York Giants. Probably the best of the bunch. Uh, these are two good teams. You know, two teams that you think might be able to make a run. Maybe you know the only two teams out of this wild card. I mean, Pittsburgh has the opportunity, I guess, but. Green Bay and the Giants, whoever wins this game is going to be dangerous going forward. The line's four and a half. It's in Lambeau. It's going to be, you know, blizzardy and cold and windy. Um, who are you like in this one, man? It's a fun game. I love Green Bay's offense, yeah. and I love the Giants' defense. Yeah. And so I'm trying to figure out. But you've out. liked that Giants' offense, too, a little bit. All their, their stable receivers. and Yeah, they know. just haven't impressed me, though, throughout yeah. the season is living yeah. up to their potential. I, I think – cold weather Aaron Rodgers is going to be the better passer yep but we've seen what Eli can conjure up you know when when it's an important game so um my prediction would be either Green Bay just runs away with this thing with Eli putting both hands on his helmet you know looking like he's got the worst migraine ever Yeah. yeah or uh it turns into one of these tight games mm-hmm. where Rodgers is frustrated and he gets mm-hmm. sacked a few times and is, you know, he's cold and so forth, and and he can't really hook up with Jordy Nelson like he's been of late. Mm-hmm. And then the Giants win it with some great defensive play that yeah. either they score on defense or they just set up the yeah. offense with field position. Yeah. Um, it'll be the best of these games we just have been talking about. And uh, why not take the team getting points uh, in, in that one? Yeah. Because there's there's a part of me that thinks Green Bay is kind of hitting their stride at the right time. Doesn't yeah, they're playing their way. best yeah. right now. Yeah, it really does. And like, like Detroit game was a good, well-played game, I thought. They, and they, they found out a way to, to win it. In Detroit, um, yeah, part of me thinks Green Bay is a dangerous team uh, moving forward. But at the same time, if you know a, ga- a game that you can see going either way, usually are attracted by the points. And four and a half, you know, allows you if you win by a late field goal, you're still a winner. If you're the Giants, is that is that enough of a number to make you take the dog on the road in Lambeau? Yeah, I just. Uh... For some reason, I think the Giants are, are ironically the giant killers. I mean, they beat they beat the Cowboys twice. Yep. Yep. We all know about Eli and what he can do when everybody's rooting against him. Yep. Uh, and it's playoff time, and that defense for the Giants is rolling. So if if Eli can get going with Beckham, um, yep. you know, I think they stay in it. But again, I. I either think this is a tight one, right, <laughs> or the wheels come off for the Giants and Green yeah. Bay just rolls through it. And if the weather's bad, I, I don't see it being a, the wheels come off and Green mm-hmm. Bay blows the uh, New York away. I, I think that the more likely outcome is it's really cold, it's tight, yep. and it's close. And yep. why not take the dog when the game's going to be close? 
I'm fine with that. So that gives us the two AFC favorites, Houston and Pittsburgh, minus three and a half and minus 10, respectively. And then the two NFC dogs, Detroit plus eight and the Giants plus four and a half. Um, yeah, not the best slate of games, but we'll make the you know we'll make the best out of it and kind of finish with a good one there and set up for some interesting games. We haven't really talked about the two teams that have the four teams that have a bye. The AFC New England's the one seed. Kansas City snuck into that two seed with all those late Oakland injuries. Dallas is the one seed. The NFC and Atlanta is the two seed in the NFC. I guess you know we should say here we're down to to not so many teams left. Who? What's your Super Bowl matchup look like? Who do you think is the team to beat? Maybe in both both conferences or who? How do you see these playoffs going? Well, I I I no New England fan, but boy, they're yep. they're finding a way to really play well again. Yeah. Um, not a believer in Kansas City. I think really? Atlanta could be good. Kansas City's good, but I just – I don't know. I I just – Smith has never really yeah. inspired me as yeah. a Super Bowl they're champion. They're definitely a, a, a quiet team, an under right. the radar team. But all of a sudden – But they're the hanging team. around. You know how they like to play at Arrowhead and, right. you know, they get some, some sort of a – you know, all of a sudden they're in the FC Championship and anything can happen. But Dallas – I'm just waiting for that bubble to burst. I just it's coming. Uh, it, I'm sort of getting a Carolina revisited kind of thing. I remember yeah. how I felt about Cam and everybody. Yeah. And Cam sort of to me showed his colors in the Super Bowl. You know, yeah. it's it just not quite mature enough and so forth. And I'm just wondering whether this Dak guy with his wonderful uh, Ezekiel Elliott rookie mm-hmm. running back whether the bright lights of the postseason are going to catch up with these young guys or what. But right. they're dangerous, but I, I see them vulnerable to uh, some sort of bad game, yeah. kind of like we saw with Cam in and the Super And they're going to get a tough – you know, they're going to probably either play Seattle, you know, Green right. Bay, the Giants. Those are – those. Are, yeah, right. I mean, they sure don't want to see the Giants who have beaten them twice already this exactly. year. Exactly. You know, so they, they're not going to have a tough, yeah. tough road to hoe, even if it is in Den- Dallas. But, yeah, I'm rooting for Atlanta and I'm rooting for Detroit. I am, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all the other teams, you know, I just don't quite have the affinity for. Yep. Uh, and I I just – Matt Ryan, I'd, I'd like to see him have a little more success before he's done because yep. I think he's just a wonderful quarterback. Yep. Um, Seattle, you know, I, I sort of view them as my second team. Uh, I, I like to root for teams close to where I live. Yep. But, uh, you know, the – I'm having a little bit of problem with Sherman and some of these other guys. It just seems like I used to like the swagger and I like the attitude and all this. Now I'm viewing it as a little bit dysfunctional, uh, a little bit to where well, that's kind of all maybe the they're not my guys. Yeah, the swagger yeah. works when you're 14 and two and you're you know on top of the world, but uh, when you're maybe not as dominant a team, the swagger kind of come, doesn't come off as well. You know? Yeah, I mean I'm always a Russell Wilson fan, yeah. but. I'm just there's yeah. something that's kind of cracking with yeah. them that uh you know makes me think it's not their year either. Um they just are so streaky with points. I mean, yep. they got one game where it's click, another game where you know they score yeah. fewer than 10 points. I I just don't. Yeah. I don't think they're going to do it. So Let's it looks like New Bowl. England is the favorite yeah, to win so. it all. They've got to be. But Let's see what uh, – I'll take New England versus Green Bay. Yeah, I think that they could get, happen. I think they get hot. I think they uh, – you know, I'd like to see Atlanta, I think, like you said as well. Um, they're kind of a fun team. But I think Green Bay has the 
has the the vets and kind of is just at the right spot at the right time. And I think they could they could go into Atlanta or into Dallas and win. Uh, but they got to take care of business this week, which might be which, which might you know knock them out week one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. And um, let's. Let's just hope that maybe we can have some fun surprises yeah. through the playoffs. I uh, like it. But I, here's what I want. I don't want any more broken legs. Yeah. I, I want, you know, I'm sick of all these injuries to all these guys. I feel really bad for a lot of these players. Yeah. You know, Derek Carr, top of the list, who yeah. who just earned it, you yeah. know, and now they got to sit out. Yeah. And I think if, if this injury wave just keeps rolling uh, through the playoffs uh, – you know, we're going to have to talk about that, Tim, a little bit yeah. down the road as to whether you know certain changes need to be made in the game so that uh, you know the stars are on the field. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, it's just been a goofball mm-hmm. NFL season with injuries, and what we're staring at is a sheet of games this yeah. weekend that should be much better than they're going to be because yeah. certain guys are sidelined, and so. Let's just hope these guys stay healthy like Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan and others, and we get to see them display all their talents. And let's hope that it's not one of these uh, yellow flag-filled yeah. weekends too because that seems to be taken a bit away from the game as well. I like it. Let's hope we're 4-0, and we're talking to you next week, and we're keeping an 11-0 and undefeated playoff streak alive. Uh, Let's do it. Houston, Detroit, Pittsburgh, and the Giants this week. Thanks for listening. Sorry about the break. We'll be back here uh, through the playoffs and check it in with you. Thanks, listeners. We appreciate it. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.